Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is Episode 11 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is on the Justice Department's recent announcement of FCPA criminal charges against seven individuals. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, a podcast focused on the legal and compliance industry. In today's episode, we are reviewing the FCPA criminal charges recently brought against seven individuals five individuals connected to the Rolls-Royce FCPA enforcement action, and two individuals from SBM Offshore, including a former CEO. With a big splash, the Justice Department answered critics by unveiling in one week a total of seven criminal charges, including six guilty pleas and one outstanding indictment. The charges confirm that the FCPA unit has taken to heart the Justice Department's Yates Memorandum, emphasizing the importance of charging culpable individuals. Going forward, it is clear that more individuals will be charged in FCPA cases. So let's begin with the five individuals charged in the Rolls-Royce FCPA enforcement action. As background, remember this, in January 2017, Rolls-Royce agreed to an $800 million global settlement, including 497 million pounds sterling, under a deferred prosecution agreement with the UK's Serious Fraud Office. They also agreed to $160 million under a DPA with the U.S. Justice Department and $25 million to Brazilian authorities for bribery committed in Brazil. In sum, Rolls-Royce paid more than $35 million in bribes, spanning 13 years and 22 countries. The U.S. criminal prosecutions, however, focused only on one set of uh, country activities that occurred in Kazakhstan, where Rolls-Royce paid $5.4 million in bribes through multiple third parties, knowing that a portion of the commission payments were made to officials at a joint venture between Kazakh and Chinese government officials that was constructing a gas pipeline between China and Kazakhstan. Four individuals were charged and pled guilty. One individual was indicted and has not yet been apprehended. The five individuals in the charges included Petros Kontorgos, a Greek citizen residing in Turkey, was charged by indictment with conspiracy to violate the FCPA, money laundering conspiracy, seven counts of FCPA violations, and ten counts of money laundering. He is a fugitive at this point and has not been apprehended. James Finley, a U.K. citizen residing in Taiwan, pled guilty to one count of FCPA conspiracy. Alucius Johannes Josef Zurhot, a Netherlands citizen. Andres Kohler, an Austrian citizen. And Keith Barnett, a U.S. citizen, each pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to violate the FCPA. Basically, the five defendants conspired to pay bribes to foreign officials in exchange for securing business for Rolls-Royce's energy system subsidiary in relation to the construction of a gas pipeline. Asia Gas Pipeline was a joint venture consisting of two state-owned entities, one from China and one from Kazakhstan, which was created to build the gas pipeline between Kazakhstan and China. In November 2009, Rolls-Royce was awarded a contract worth $145 million to supply gas turbines to the project, and Rolls-Royce made commission payments to Contorgas' company, 
who in turn passed the payments to a technical advisor company, knowing that the advisor would in turn pay various foreign officials with bribes. The three Rolls-Royce former employees, Finley, Barnett, and Zurahut, admitted their participation in the conspiracy to violate the FCPA, but stretched it back to 1999 and continuing to 2013. And part of the conspiracy was that they would retain technical advisors who would transmit bribery payments to foreign officials in a number of countries to win contracts for the pipeline project. In a perverted twist, the Rolls-Royce former employees conducted due diligence of protect potential technical advisors to ensure that they had close relationships with key foreign officials in order to facilitate bribery payments. So here the due diligence was to make sure that they could make bribery payments as opposed to typical due diligence, which is to prevent and detect bribery. Interestingly, the UK's Serious Fraud Office has ongoing criminal investigations involving a number of other individuals involved in Rolls-Royce's foreign bribery activities, but they, those are focused on other countries under which the investigation is continuing. Now let's turn to the two SBM offshore individuals who pled guilty to FCPA offenses. In the ongoing investigation involving Una Oil and SBM Offshore, two former executives, Anthony Mace and Robert Zubate, pled guilty to FCPA conspiracy charges in federal court in Houston, Texas. Just as background, SBM Offshore was the subject of an enforcement action in 2014 when U.S. prosecutors then deferred to Netherlands prosecutors who had reached a $240 million settlement with SBM Offshore for foreign bribery violations. The Justice Department reopened its investigation against SBM Offshore in early 2016, or perhaps earlier, on information it learned during the UNOIL investigation. Recently, SBM Offshore has disclosed that it has reserved $238 million in anticipation of a future settlement with the Justice Department. Interestingly, Mace was the former CEO of SBM Offshore and a director of an SBM Offshore subsidiary. Zubate was a former sales and marketing executive. Mace admitted that during the period from 2008 to 2011, while he served as the CEO, he authorized $16 million in payments pursuant to agreements in place prior to his assuming the position of CEO. The payments were made to foreign officials at Petrobras in Brazil, Sonangal in Angola, and GE Petrol in Equatorial Guinea. Interestingly, Mace conceded that he authorized the payments and, quote-unquote, deliberately avoided learning that the payments were bribes paid to foreign officials at these state-owned enterprises. Thus, Mace did not really acknowledge that he knew specifically that the bribery payments were being made to foreign officials, but suggested that he was willfully blind to the ultimate recipient of the bribery payments. Mace authorized these illegal bribes to a total of five individuals who he suspected were Equatorial Guinea officials or persons who received the payments at the direction of the foreign officials. In Brazil, Mace authorized payments to a Brazilian third-party intermediaries account in Brazil and a shell company in Switzerland, ultimately owned by Petrobras officials. Zubiati's involvement in bribery stretched from 1996 to 2012, during which he and co-conspirators paid bribes to Petrobras foreign officials through a third-party sales agent in exchange for winning bids. The sales agent was also paid kickbacks for facilitating the bribe payments to Petrobras foreign officials. 
It is not clear if Mace and Zubiati are cooperating in the ongoing investigation of other individuals and entities. They're scheduled to be sentenced in early 2018. The Justice Department's recent actions underscore two important points. Like other DOJ white-collar criminal prosecutors, they've increased their specific focus on culpable individuals in accordance with the Yates Memorandum requirements. And second, never underestimate the Justice Department's power and authority over criminal prosecutions. Here, DOJ collected a number of guilty pleas that were placed under seal for months at a time until they were ultimately publicly disclosed. There are a number of reasons that DOJ prosecutors will take a guilty plea under seal. As they gather evidence and build cases against others, they do not want the targets of the investigations to learn of the overall investigation and flee or destroy evidence. In the Rolls-Royce cases, DOJ reached the point where they decided they were unable to apprehend Petros Conturgas and move forward with the, the informations and indictments and unveiled the guilty pleas. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At ethical companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested, and are more productive. As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkofflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our new podcast series. You can contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve your goals.